David and Tamar Scheinberg got engaged last year Hanukkah, and they were scheduled to get married right before Pesach on Hey Nisan. They invited extended family and friends, and they were super excited to celebrate their upcoming wedding. But then everything changed. The world was hit with coronavirus. Two weeks before Purim, the government started to talk about the lockdown in Israel because of COVID. Me and my wife and the whole family decided instead of doing the Chassan Hainisan, we will do it earlier, Kavavad. They rented a smaller venue and they invited only immediate family members. Parents, grandparents, and siblings. They followed all the guidelines and they were determined to do whatever they can to make it work under the current circumstances. My wife walked down the stairs, like my wife with the white gown, me with the suit, tie. Now I thought that when I'll come to the cops, they will like treat me as a Hassan and Ka, like, oh, here are you okay, so let's talk, let's, let's see if it's, everything is okay, and they'll let me go, but they didn't. A lot of cops came, soldiers surround us, like big guns. The cops forced them to stand outside by the building over there as they start threatening everybody. Get out, go home, otherwise we'll slap you with a 5,000 shekel fine. Everybody immediately dispersed. We stand like an hour and a half. I had a car, and I went to the house to bring me a sweater or something. The police didn't agree that they would come to us. By the time the cops left, the wedding was ruined. There was nobody there for Sheva Brachas. David was forced to stand on the street asking passerby if they can come in so he can have a minion for Sheva Brachas at his own wedding. To make matters worse, the cops gave each of them a 5,000 shekel fine. So now they were in debt on their very first day of their lives together. It's really, really hard to like stay happy I didn't stop keep telling myself and my wife listen it's our happiest day of in my life I'm not going to be sad I'll dance I'll, I'll smile even if it's hard as much as they knew that it was for the best, they were deeply disappointed and upset about what happened. Fast forward seven months. Yom Kippur this year was Sunday night. It was Friday afternoon. David gets a call. David hangs up the phone and Tamar asked him, What happened? I can see in your face. You, you turned serious during the conversation. Is everything okay? David said, It was my father on the phone. And he just told me that a bachar from a certain yeshiva had called him. And the Bachar told him that he was the guy who ruined our wedding. He was the guy who called the cops on us. The Bachar had said he had good intentions. 
he really meant well. He was scared, nervous about the coronavirus. When he heard music coming out of the hall, he thought people were violating the guidelines and he didn't want anyone to contract the virus. So he decided to call the cops to save people. My father asked him, so why, why are you calling now? Like, what made you decide to call half a year later? So he told my father that I'm 24 years old. I'm in Shaduchim for a long time. I'm in a good yeshiva. And since that the day that I called the police in the chasana, I didn't get read no shilach. And he knows the reason is because he hurt us. And he wants to ask us for forgiveness. My heart started beeping. Everything came back. It was really hard to me to like understand that. We got to and they just couldn't get themselves to say the words and really mean it. We forgive you. That Erev Shabbos, I went to Davin and I said that words, you did nefesh, I just thought to myself, like, HaKadosh Bochu is so big, he's only one for our good. Everything is to our good, everything, because he loves us. And if it's happened, I'm sure that it's only for my best. By the time the end of Shabbos rolled around, as hard as it was, they were ready. David called his father and told his father to give this bacher their number. And within a few minutes, the phone rang. David put it on speaker, and the bacher broke into tears. He broke down crying, and he said, I am so sorry for what I did. I know I was wrong, and I, I had good intentions. I meant well. But please forgive me. אני אגיד את האמת, אני ממש ממש רדתי, כאילו, זה לא קל למחול, זה לא קל, חד משמעית. אבל אני חייבת שאנחנו עושים את זה בלב שלם, באמת עשינו את זה. אז הוא סיפר את הצד שלו, וכשהוא מתנצל, פשוט מחלנו לו. I told him, listen, it's very hard for me, but I will forgive you, me and my wife. And I'm going to help you, she'll find the shit. The next night was Kal Nidre, Yom Kippur night. And David and Tamar felt so good, so lighthearted, so clean, knowing that they're about to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do for them what they had done for someone else. Grant them forgiveness. The next day, Tuesday, Tamar drove to work and she usually comes somewhere at 5 p.m. I was in the middle of building the sukkah outside, in the backyard. In the middle of the building the sukkah, so her sister came out screaming, Tamar, was in a car accident. Tamar was in a car accident. Three cars went crash into her. David rushes down to the hospital. He comes into the room and he sees his wife is okay, Baruch Hashem. The doctor comes into the room and tells the couple, he says, you guys must be having angels guarding over you because the way the car was hit, the earbag should have come popping out. And Tamar, who was six months pregnant, would have lost the child. <laughs> איזה מידת דין עמדה עליי, וקדוש ברוך הוא הביא לידינו את המצב הזה שבאמת נסלח לאותו בחור, כל המצב של החתונה והמחילה, כדי באמת שזה יעמוד לזכותנו. אם אתה מחזיק משהו על הלב שלך כל כך הרבה, זה רק לא עושה טוב לנו, וזה רק כבד לנו, וזה רק קשה לנו. אז שתי דעת למחול ולסלוח ולשחרר את זה ממך, וזה רק יעשה טוב לך ולשמחת חיים שלך. ופשוט תהיה בן אדם יותר טוב.